Hello and welcome to this edition of the Sowing and Reaping audio podcast. I trust and hope that today's podcast will be a blessing to all who are listening. And at this time, we're going to go to a song again by the Nun Sisters. We're featuring them as well as the Daughters of Calvary uh, this week on the podcast. And today, uh, they're going to be singing a song, an old time hymn, uh, one of my favorite songs entitled Sweet Hour of Prayer. Let's have a listen. Oh, mm-hmm. 
Well, hey man, you just heard the Nun Sisters singing one of my favorite old-time hymns entitled Sweet Hour of Prayer. And today, that's what I want to be preaching on. I want to preach on the subject of prayer. And, and actually, uh, the title of today's message is called Sweet Hour of Prayer. And so let's look in the book of Luke now in chapter number 18 and verse number one, where the word of God says, And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Let's read that again. Luke chapter 18, verse number 1. And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Now, I truly believe God is anxious to hear his dear children call out to him in earnest prayer. I also believe that he's ready to answer our prayers if only that we would pray. Friend, it's been often said that nothing is done outside of prayer. And here in this verse, we find that our Lord is telling us that men ought always to pray and not to faint. And the Apostle Paul, he basically said the same thing in 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5 and verse number 17 when he penned down the words, pray without ceasing. Now, does this mean that, does this mean that we are to stay on our knees in constant prayer? No, absolutely not. But it does mean that we as Christians ought to let prayer be our attitude of life. Amen? We ought to be ready to pray at any given time. Uh it is the entire life that is lived behind the words which are spoken, which makes prayer effective. Uh, let me give you an illustration of that. Years ago, there was a preacher in the state of Georgia uh, who had to say amen with a hoe. You mean, you, you can't just, uh, you mean, what are you talking about, Brother Walter? Well, in Georgia, he had to, he had to say this a prayer. When a man prays for a corn crop, God expects him to say amen with a hoe. That's what I'm talking about there, amen. Uh, you just cannot stay on your knees and pray for uh, and pray for, for it, and then all of a sudden uh, for it to be answered. No, it must be prayed for and then go to work for it, amen. In other words, put actions to your prayers. Put feet to your prayers. Uh, get up and get going, amen. Do something about your prayers, amen. Uh, we can't let, if, if we just pray to prayer, and God answered that prayer every time in the way that you and I wanted, we would be of all men most lazy. Amen. And so uh, here's the thing, my friend. We often, uh, we often, we need to uh, uh, get serious about prayer. There's no greater time to pray than the present. This world is in turmoil. We got the COVID-19 virus uh, that's already had an outbreak all over the world. And, and it seems like everywhere you turn, there's just uh, bad news on every channel. Bad news to the right side, bad news to the left side. And friend, I truly believe that people of God ought to pray. If we're going to see a revival, my friend, then we need to get back to praying. Uh, we know what the Bible says in 2 Chronicles 7, 14, that if, um, if we would pray and seek his face and turn from our wicked ways, then he will we hear from heaven and he'll hear our land. Amen. And so, you know, a lot of times we'll often sing an old song, sweet hour of prayer, but do we really mean it? You know, we got a lot of songs in the old red back hymnal. A lot of times we sing with our lip dragging the carpet. A lot of times we sing without having any meaning behind it, just like victory in Jesus. How many of us have stood up and sang victory in Jesus when the whole time we've not, we're not living in victory? And just like the sweet hour of prayer, how many times have we stood up and sang sweet hour of prayer and not really been in our prayer closet? Praying can be a sweet time of fellowship with Almighty God. Some of my sweetest times, child, is with Him, spent upon my knees talking to Him. And so with all this being said, I want to talk to you about for the next few moments, sweet hour of prayer. There are three things I wish to uh, share with you concerning this sweet hour of prayer. First of all, let me say this. 
Prayer makes us realize God's presence. We feel or we see that his presence brings fellowship. It brings a desirable fellowship. In 1 John chapter 1, verse number 7, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. His fellowship is and should be desirable to every born-again child of God, and uh, God longs to fellowship with his dear children. Amen? He enjoys our company when no one else does. He, we never wear out our welcome with him as we do with people upon this earth. And so, friend of mine, we all take advantage of this time that we have and pray more now than ever before and talk with God. It, it brings prayer makes, prayer makes us realize God's presence. It brings us into fellowship with God. It brings us into a desirable fellowship. It brings us into a delightful fellowship as well. Psalm 1611 says, in thy presence is fullness of joy. In his presence there is joy beyond all measure. Thank God his presence brings faith. Uh, David said in Psalm 25 verse 2, Oh my God, I trust in thee. Let me not be ashamed. Let not my enemies triumph over me. That's ha having faith. Amen. It also brings a trust in heart. Faith is forsake all. I trust him. I heard Dr. Alan Barker say that years ago, and I never have forgotten it. He wrote it out in, a, in an acronym. Faith, you spell it out, F-A-I-T-H, F is faith, I is I, or faith is uh, forsake all, I trust him, amen, I, I'm getting it all mixed up there, but you guys know where I'm going with that. Uh, also, we find that um, sweet hour prayer brings about a triumph hope, in second, um, in uh, Romans eight twenty five, the Bible says, but if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it, in other words, wait pray and we shall be triumphant. His presence also brings freedom, amen, and also brings freedom from fears. In Hebrews 13, 5 and 6, I won't read it for the sake of time, but we have freedom from fears. You know, a lot of people are scared and fearing what's going on in the world and yes, we ought to be concerned, but we should not fear. God has not given us the spirit of fear, amen, but God has helped us along the way. He says we ought to pray and talk to him whenever we fear uh, at times when I'm afraid. David said, when I'm afraid, I will trust in thee. And so there's nothing wrong, my friend, with being fearful. But we know that God doesn't give us the spirit of fear. But it gives us, when we pray, we have freedom from our fears. Praying brings his presence and his presence and freedom from our fears and foes. So in the sweet hour of prayer, we know it brings us to realize he is there never to leave us or to forsake us. And I say, amen, hot dog, and hallelujah there. Also, we find that prayer causes the re release of God's power. Not only does prayer uh, make us realize God's presence, but also prayer causes the release of God's power. There are three things God's power overcomes in our lives when we really get down to the business of praying. Power over self. You see, uh, in Romans seven eighteen, for I know that in me that is in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. A lot of times we want to blame it on the devil and say he made me do it, but in reality, friend, it's our flesh that causes us all along. A lot of times we give too much credit to the devil. Get a get amen right there. We need God's power over the flesh, and the only way to do this is to get engaged and get involved in the sweet hour of prayer. Not only does uh, the power of God bring power over self or the character of self. 
It also brings the cure of self. Galatians 2.20 uh, is our only cure to be crucified. Paul said, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives within me. He says, I die daily. He crucifies, he crucifies the flesh. Our only cure, my friend, is to be crucified with Christ on a daily basis. I die daily, Paul said. The only way to do that is to beg God to put his power upon you. And also, it brings power over sin. Sin should not dominate the child of God's life, but sadly, it does for a lot of Christians. Romans 6.14 says, For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. Though we're not perfect, thank God I'm glad 1 John 1, 9 is still in the Bible, but it does not give us a license to freely sin. But when we do, when we mess up, and we will, thank God, let me say, there's, there is a, a power over sin, and God will forgive us. Amen? And it, uh, prayer causes God's power to be released, and it has the power over self, has the power over sin, has the power over Satan. There are two things that we need to realize about him. Number one, Satan realizes, we need to realize that Satan is a defeated foe. John 16, 11 says, Of judgment because a prince of this world is judged. He will one day stand before Jesus. And the Bible says in Philippians chapter 2, Every knee is going to bow. Every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And my friend, one of those that's going to be doing that is that dirty, rotten, cross-sided, slew-filled devil. Amen. And also, uh, we, power over Satan makes us realize he's a defeated foe. We also need to realize and rejoice that he is doomed forever. Revelation 20 verse number 10 says, And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Thank God the devil is going to be gone for good. Amen. But until then, we need to rest in the sweet hour of prayer and ask God for his power to overcome Satan, to overcome sin, and to overcome self. It is God who overcomes it and not we ourselves. Amen. Last of all, what does the sweet hour of prayer do? Prayer reassures us of God's promise. Thank God, friend, all the promises of God in him are yea. But we must not forsake to pray. When we pray, Look at what he promises us. He promises to hear us in 1 John chapter number 5, verses 14 and 15. I won't read it for the sake of time, but let me say this, friend. He is never too busy that he will put us off till another time. He's never too occupied with more important stuff in heaven than to take the time to hear our cry. He's always there, and he's always going to be on time for us. He promises not only to hear us, but also to help us. Hebrews 4.16 is one of my favorite verses. Uh, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne room of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Friend of mine, when you are saved, you are secured in him, and he will not forsake one of his own. He'll always be there to help in time of need. He's never let any of us down, and he never will. He will change our sobbing into sign, and our, our sobbing and sign into singing. Amen. Psalm 100 verse 2 says, Serve the Lord with gladness and come before his presence with singing. There have been times I felt so blue and didn't know what to do. Then all of a sudden I bowed on bended knee and he said, Child of God, just lean on me. Amen. And when I did, I was glad and broke out into a song rejoicing. And friend, when you're down and out and oh so blue, just praying, he promises to see you through. Thank God. Do you realize, friend, that when you're praying to God, you're entered to the throne room of grace, you are allowed to leave this world for a little while and go into the presence of a another world. Amen. I'm glad. Thank God for the sweet hour prayer. Also, we find that he promises to honor us. It's hard to believe that the very God of heaven would honor us when a lot of times we fail to honor him. But friend, he does just that. He does it in two different ways. 
God's enemies shall be erased and they will no longer be there to persecute him or his children. By get rid of his enemies, he honors you and I. God's elect shall be exalted. Psalm 28 verse 9 says, Save thy people and bless thine inheritance. Feed them also and lift them up forever. One of these days, thank God, friend, the promises. One day God promises to lift us up and up. We will go forever. The beam of the Lord. Thank God for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. With the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. And we which are alive and remain shall be called together with them in the clouds. And to be with the Lord forever, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Amen. That's a promise from Almighty God. So, as I close today, let me say this. Prayer is the key that opens heaven's door. But too many times we spend too much time just knocking on heaven's door when all we have to do is pray, turn the key, and enter into his presence with our petitions. May we not ever forsake the sweet hour of prayer, for it makes us realize his presence. It makes us realize his unleashed power. It makes us reassure, of, uh, and it reassures us of his promises. Thank God, friend, for the sweet, sweet hour of prayer that we have in Almighty God. And so let me say, child of God, whatever you may be going through today, no matter what your petitions may be, no matter if you're going through a trial, no more matter if you're going through a storm, let me say, dear friend, you can go to God, take it to the Lord in prayer. Have a little, have more than just a little talk with Jesus. Pray to Him, Amen. Get into that. Get lost. Get lost, my friend, in the sweet hour of prayer. And so I hope today's message has been a help and encouragement to you. Don't forget to pray. Pray for Brother Walter. Pray for the missionaries. Pray for the pastors that's uh, uh, preaching the Word of God. Pray for the evangelists. Pray for the group of singers, uh, like the Nun Sisters and Daughters of Calvary and all the other groups of singers that's going around and, and singing for the glory of God. Pray for our families. Pray for our friends. Pray for the lost. Just pray. That's when it comes down to it. Amen. Just pray, pray, pray. Pray that God will send a revival here in our nation one more time. Can God do it? Yes, God can. If only we would pray and seek his face and turn from our wicked ways. May God bless you is my prayer. Have a great rest of your day on purpose.